Welcome to the Misfit Stars podcast. I'm Shannon Curtis. And I'm Jamie Hill. Hello, everybody. Hi, sweetheart. Hello. Hi. So, people, here's the deal. We are going to be doing a short one. It's a shorty. It's a short podcast episode this week. You want to know why? Why? It's because we're emotionally overloaded. Yeah, Just you know. Just be frank about that. We, we got to, we sat down to plan this week's podcast and we're like, what do you got? And we're both like, yeah, you? <laughs> like, it's just been a week of, of continued processing. And last week's episode was uh, reflective of all the heaviness we've been carrying for the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. since our friend died. And um, and so, yeah, this is going to be short. This is a this is a public demonstration of of what self-care can look like. Hey, I like that. <laughs> when you're feeling emotionally overloaded, you say, you know what? It's okay to do a short podcast this week. That's right. That's what we're doing. Yeah. As a way of taking care of ourselves. The Stuart Smalley way to say this would be, we're good enough, we're smart enough, and doggone it, we're going to do a short podcast episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's people, the deal. So here's another deal. What's the other deal? Misfit Stars is how our people support the work that we do. Yeah. And I don't have a lot of really emotional energy to get into the hows and whys of it, but I'll say this. If you uh, appreciate the work that Shannon and I do in the world, you can support that work on a small, ongoing basis. We literally support everything we do these days by aggregating small dollar recurring monthly contributions. They're like Misfit Star subscriptions. They're yeah. Like, they're like Jamie and Shannon subscriptions. Yeah. You can subscribe to us. Yeah. And uh, and by, you know, the work we do, we mean by that the this podcast. Mm-hmm. We mean by that uh, the coordination of the Misfit Stars community via our private social network, which you'll be invited to when mm-hmm. you become a subscriber. Which has been kind of thriving oh, over the last couple of just weeks. just been awesome. Yeah. Uh, it also means the music that we make and the new forms in which we are exploring and experimenting with making and releasing said music because mm-hmm. of this new model. We're charting new territory here yeah. with it. Because of our subscriber support, we're able to kind of imagine and reimagine some ways we, that we do uh, how, about how we make music. Uh, it's also the mentorship and the paying it forward of uh, production and mixing and mentoring, uh, mixing and mastering and mentoring work that mostly Jamie does. Uh, and he, do, he does a lot of it. It's entirely probable that I have just today mm. uh, begun the process of onboarding a new mentorship person. Oh, awesome. What do you call it? Client? She's not a client. She's a 16-year-old girl. <laughs> but seriously, like, it's entirely probable that I'm going to be helping a 16-year-old girl from Laos mm. uh, like with self-recording and self-production. I, I, awesome. I think I'm going to help her dad make her and her 14-year-old brother a beginner like home recording setup and start teaching them how to use it. Oh my gosh. She sent the, he sent me, the dad, a couple of songs today that this young woman, she's not even a young woman, she's not 18. She's a kid. She's just a girl. Uh, but she has been writing songs and he took her into a little recording studio to make some very bare bones kind of de- demonstration recordings of them yeah. last week. Oh. And they're really like, one of them is a little too long and overwrought in the way that things can be when you're 16. One of them is <laughs> two minutes and 48 seconds and is a concise, complete thought and I found it incredibly compelling. Yeah. And she's got a hell of a voice. Yeah. She's got the sort of upper range that a lot of 16-year-old girls have. What she has that a lot of 16-year-old girls don't have is a husky yeah. lower range. Totally. I noticed that when you were listening too. Yeah, that's something you can make hay with. Totally. But that's so cool. You are going to be investing your time into helping this young person and her younger, even younger brother to get started on 
uh, being empowered to make their own music. Hopefully a really like lifelong, passionate pursuit of art and in a self-empowered way. That investment of time and, and effort that you're going to be pouring into them is the result of the support that our Misfit Stars community gives to us. It's quite literally directly paid for by the people who support us yeah. via our Misfit Stars community. That's like right. That's what's paying for me to be able to pour all this time into all these people. Yeah. So... If that's something you want to support in the world, please do. Misfitstars.com slash support. We would be really grateful for yeah, that. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, announcements. Yes. Uh, we have one announcement. No song today. It's too serious. I don't feel like singing a song about Can't announcements today. Listen, people, here's the song. Announcements, announcements, announcements. <laughs> if you were going to do the song that's broken it. up in syllables, you would be announcements, announcements, announcements. Yeah. <laughs> And you can imagine the melody. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, we have one announcement. And it's a, it's a really good one. Um, and it is that we are doing exactly one show this summer. Probably this year. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, hi, Delta. Uh, <laughs> we're doing one show this summer. It is August 21st. It is in the Pacific Northwest. I'm honing down in on like the, from the bird's eye view down on to like where we're, what we're actually doing. It's in the Pacific Northwest, so if you are in the Pacific Northwest, I hope your ears are perking up a little bit here. Specifically, it's in the beautiful town of Astoria, Oregon, mm -hmm. on August 21st. There is a radio station there. It's a really good radio station, actually, called The Bridge. We were listening to it a couple of weeks ago, driving through there on the way back from yeah. our visit to California. It's a good station. Great station. They are doing their inaugural uh, summer music festival, the Shipwrecked Music Festival, on August 21st, uh, it's at the Clatsop County Fairgrounds. Mm -hmm. So it's outdoors, plenty of room for social distancing mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Uh, I believe there are six artists slash bands performing. Yep. I will be one of them. No big deal. On the stage. I mean, we're both going to be there doing our thing. Jamie's going to be behind the soundboard. I'll be on stage. Uh, trying out some new performance uh, approaches yeah. at this festival. That's all I'm going to say right now. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous and a little bit excited. Yeah. Both. Um, but we're doing this festival. This radio station has been playing some of my music. How cool. And uh, specifically uh, some of the songs from the new record, 2020-101, which is, you've heard all the songs. They've all been released, but the album itself is not done. That's coming soon-ish. <laughs> in the coming, future. More like later. It's coming in the future. Yeah. It's definitely not coming in the past. Yeah. We can guarantee you that, people. <laughs> That's, true. That's the only commitment I'm making but right now is that it hasn't already happened. Anyway, this new album, 2020-101, they've been playing a couple of songs off of it. Uh, and the audience of the radio station has actually been like voting up one of them like pretty significantly like play play this more which is really fun it's that weird song one thread where kind of shannon's doing sort of spoken word stuff clearly it's not weird for people because clearly it's resonating the weirdness is probably what they like maybe it's so. probably kind of got sort of a, a an un, unusual almost novelty aspect to it yeah maybe i really so. like that yeah i think it's good same but so like people in a reddit like way can like upvote or downvote songs on this radio station's yeah. website like you can click a thumbs up or a thumbs down and via that process yeah. they arrive at their top Top 20. And the music director at the radio station a couple of weeks ago sent us a screenshot. He's like, hey, look what plucky ex-Sacramento native is at number two on our charts. Because I know him from Sacramento. That's the context there. <laughs> and we, and she, this, this song, One Thread, was number two. There was only one song above it on their chart. Yeah. And every other song in this top 20, aside from us, was a national act. 
like a famous act on a label. Maybe we're famous and we don't know it. That would be, <laughs> I, uh, that would be the best case scenario, honestly. Because like if I am famous, I don't want to know that's, it. That's a really good point. I've known a bunch of famous people. I've worked with a bunch of famous people. And right. I can tell you right now from my experience with them, it appears burdensome. They can be miserable, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is all to say, we're doing this festival, August 21st. In the Pacific Northwest, Astoria, Oregon, mm-hmm. uh, I am performing like smack dab in the middle of the uh, like like middle of the afternoon, um, and but it's be okay other- because we're at the coast. So even though oh, it's the yeah. hottest part of the day, it'll be like seventy degrees it's be and gorgeous. breezy. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, um, and we would love for you to join us if you are within. Uh, Distance that makes it able makes you able to get there. Yeah, I was gonna say driving distance, but like I guess you can hitchhike. We're not your mom. Really feeling ambitious, you could get on a plane. You could get on a bike. You could I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you get there. But if you feel like coming, we'd love to see you there. (laughs) We actually know of a person who is coming by plane. It's true. It's ill advised, but we're proud of her for doing it. (laughs) And very grateful. I don't know if it's ill-advised. I don't know anything. Anyway, let's not let's not go down yeah. on that route. She's just going right to get in a Delta tube, and she's going to marinate okay. in that for about five hours cross no, country. Th- no, stop it. And then she's going to hug stop us. Stop it. We're not getting into it. <laughs> We're not getting into a debate about airplanes right now. No. Uh, the point is, if you would like to come to this festival, we would love to see you there. So much. Um, you can go. It's it the it, the festival is a benefit for the Clatsop County United Way. And if you go to the Clatsop County United Way website, you can get tickets. It's ClatsopUnitedWay.org. That's C-L-A-T-S-O-P, ClatsopUnitedWay.org. There you go. Um, that's the only announcement. It was a good announcement. That's it. We're excited for the show. Yeah. It's going to be just totally unusual. Neither of us will have really ever done anything like this, this before. And yeah. I think it's going to be neat. It'll be an experiment. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm, I'm not ex- going to place a whole lot of... Uh, Stress on it, you know? Like, it's, I'm just going to let it be what it's going to be. Well, that's usually a good way to approach things in life. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun. So, uh, why don't we fire up the good news machine? Do you have any good news? I do have some good news, What's Shannon. What's your good news? My good news is that Gavin Newsom, you know, the governor in California. Yes. He signed a bill last week. I believe it was maybe Thursday. He expanded Medi-Cal coverage to all low-income Californians over the age of 50 regardless of immigration status. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't that just so neat? Oh my gosh. These are things you can do when you're a humane person who's not a scumbag. Yeah, right. I mean, and what we've learned, if we've learned nothing else over the last year and a half, it's that uh, everybody having good health care is good for everybody. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Like, and conversely, not everybody having good health care is super freaking bad for all of us. That's right. That's right. We're well, currently that's... living deeply in the results of that. Yeah. What great news. I'm so glad to hear I'm that. I'm so glad too. What's your good news? My good news uh, is also uh, government related, but it's the Biden administration. Uh, just today, we're recording this on Tuesday. Today, they announced that they are going to extend the eviction moratorium that's been in place since the middle of 2020 or beginning beginning of 2020 uh, because of the pandemic. So that's great news because it expired on Saturday. I'm a little frustrated that it took folks until after the expiration of the first moratorium to actually do something about it. Yeah. Because I mean, I imagine people who have, you know, been without work uh, as so many people have been over the last, you know, year and a half yeah. who are behind on rent who haven't yet been able to access the rental assistance programs that are out there. I mean, it's 
there there are rental assistance programs. There there are assistance programs for landlords as well. Like the there are resources out there, but it's it is taking some people some time to access them to get current on their on their rent. To, to be really fair about that, I don't think that we should place the onus of that sentence on the renters. The onus is on the government, who's being incredibly, incredibly slow in disbursing the funds that have been appropriated by Congress. Okay, I, I don't know the backstory, so that's, that's fine. the backstory. All I'm saying is it's it has been slow to get this relief to people, um, and uh, and so imagine being a renter and being months behind on rent and facing eviction. Except the only thing that's keeping you from being kicked out on the street and not have a place to live is this moratorium on eviction that's been in place because of this extraordinary thing that we're going through. Yeah. Those people, I mean, I, 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 I feel that, I feel for all the folks that have been stressed about the moratorium coming to a close. Uh, it ended on Saturday, but they've reinstated it today. So hopefully, I mean, that is good news. And I, and I hope that it will save a lot of people from having to suddenly scramble to find a new place to live after being evicted or, or just face being uh, unhoused. Yeah, absolutely. And also, like, I think it's really important to note that, like, it's not just the icky feelings, the stress, the sadness, the terror of having that thing expire. Oh, yeah. Also, it expired on Saturday. It got reinstated today, Tuesday. That means that a whole shitload of people got evicted on Sunday and Monday. Probably. And yeah. that's really, really bad. And that's on our team. I wonder... Like, Democrats right now have a trifecta. They have control of every single branch of government. And the fact that this thing was allowed to expire in this lackadaisical, unplanned for fashion, that's on our side of things. And that's utterly shameful. I'm absolutely embarrassed at our people. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, I thought I, what I thought you were going to say was that when you're evicted, it, it, not just, it doesn't just affect your current circumstances, but it affects your ability to... Uh, be a renter in the future because oh, yeah. that's a, a thing that's now on your record and landlords are often hesitant to rent to anyone who's been evicted. Yeah. So it's something that can haunt you for years and years to come and be a constant stressor for a long time. Mm -hmm. Even if you are able to you know, get back on your feet and afford a place to live, it might be hard to actually find one that will rent to you if you have an eviction on your record. So, like, and, it, and it permeates almost every other aspect of your financial life as well. Like, yeah. there's, it's hard to find a financial document that doesn't have a checkbox question for have you ever been evicted, yes or no. Right, right. That follows you. I wonder, I mean, we should do a little bit of digging. I wonder if the reinstating of the moratorium today has any retro, retroactive mm. impacts. I don't mm. know the answer to that question, but... I, I hope so. I hope that that the people who maybe got notices on Sunday or Monday about this will have some recourse because it's been reinstated. That would be nice. Uh, but this is the good news machine, so let's end on a good news. It has been reinstated. And Hooray. it's going to help some people. Great job. That is really good. Um, so yeah, we decided we were going to do a short episode today. We're, there's not like a big topic to dive into. Uh, it just feels like it, the right thing to do felt like us just kind of visiting slash revisiting how we're doing, checking in on each other's emotions yeah. in, in the process we've been in. If you if you are listening to this episode and you didn't listen to last week's episode, um, just very quickly catching you up. And, and it is that one of our dear friends and one of our members of the Misfit Stars community died by suicide a couple of weeks ago. And um, it has been a really sad and hard and tough time grappling with that, grieving uh, the loss of his friendship and the presence of, of him in our lives mm -hmm. and in our community. Um, last week's episode, we dedicated entirely to unpacking all of the stuff that we have been processing in 
the aftermath of that and um and also remembering him and mm-hmm. and and expressing you know specific ways in which we are celebrating just the, the gratitude that we have for having been in his life when, yeah. while he was here so that's all context if you want to hear you know the deep dive into that conversation we encourage you to, to go back and listen to last week's episode um but as we were approaching this week, it was just like, I, I honestly, there's not really a whole lot else that I have to really chew on for no. a podcast conversation today. We haven't really been thinking about a whole lot other than that, honestly, in any kind of deep way. So It yeah. sort of has been characterizing our lives for the last 12 days. Yeah. So we just thought we would spend this episode as a, as a sh- in, the, in the shorty episode that it is just checking in with each other on microphones with you mm. about how we're feeling. So, Jamie, how are you feeling? So, uh, in this moment, mm-hmm. I'm feeling generally okay. I'm not experiencing any immediate anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm not experiencing any, like, physical or psychological symptoms that are, like, acute and immediate in that way. Yeah. So that's good. I'll take it. Uh I feel drained. I feel preoccupied. I don't feel bad or sad in this moment necessarily. I just kind of feel uh, empty might be a good way to put it. Yeah. Not like in a negative way. Not like I'm not thinking. Not like there's nothing going on in there. There's Mm -hmm. a bunch going on in there. It's just that none of it is congealing into anything that has a form. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything's just kind of free-flowing inside of me. Uh, Mm -hmm. Thoughts... (laughs) Thoughts are arising and sinking back into the stream, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I am trying in my best Buddhist-inspired way just to watch that stream go by mm-hmm. and watch the little things come up and go back down and not judge them too much. Yeah. Ideally, not at all, you know? But if I, if I do, you know, judging them is my first thought. I'm not responsible for the first thought. <laughs> I am responsible for subsequent thoughts, so I'm trying yeah. to be mindful about those. Mm-hmm. Uh it's been a strange process over this last week. So you and I had kind of done the first phase of coming to peace with, you know, Scott's passing. And then we put last week's podcast episode out into the world. And so, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, we had just kind of an outpouring of caring yeah. from all corners of the internet. Yeah, well, and also people who had, who had this listening to the podcast was the first yep. time they had heard about the news about Scott. And these yeah. are people who were connected to him in varying degrees of closeness via our Misfit Stars community. That Um, was something that was really striking to me is how many people in the Misfit Stars community I heard from who were like, I never met him in person, but he really touched me. And I'm shocked and I can't stop crying and thinking about him. Like he, there's a couple people like who we never met, like I can think of immediately who like, he changed their lives. Mm -hmm. And they attested to that to me like in personal messages, you know? Yeah, it was astonishing actually to hear the number of people who were, who, uh, upon hearing the news just that that they felt it personally and and like yeah. you said they were not people who ever knew Scott never met met him in person i i wonder if he had any idea that his the reach of of who he was and and specifically the reach of his uh his authenticity his compassion his caring for people his interest mm-hmm. in people i wonder if he had any idea that the reach of those things reached so many folks that he'd never met in person. Yeah. They only had, you know, online interaction with via this community. I, I, I wonder if he had any, any clue at all. 
Yeah, you know, probably not because people generally don't share that kind of thing with one another. And yeah. like we really should. Oh, you man. and I are in a very, very fortunate situation given the nature of the work that we do in the community-oriented way in which we do it. Yeah. People think to say to us, when our work means something to them. Because like we do music and we do community stuff. Right. And like when you're a leader in that way, I think people's natural response is to say thank you, mm -hmm. you know? And so we feel and understand acknowledgement from people in that way when something we've done has affected somebody in a positive way. Right. We're really uniquely lucky in that way. Yeah. I don't think that most people though get that kind of feedback from the yeah. people in their lives who they touch because that's just not something that we're normalized to do Man, in our society. Let's make that more normal. Like, let's make a point of being people who, when someone has has made an impact in our lives in some way, if even if it's small and momentary, like, let's become people who, upon thinking that thought, like, oh, you know, so-and-so really, like, you know, just that that was a positive interaction in my life today. Let's normalize the idea of thinking that thought and then sending that person a message yeah. <laughs> about it saying thank you. Yeah. You know, like cuz I don't you're right. I don't think we do that very frequently with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure it would have changed the arc of Scott's existence. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not suggesting that, that that it would have, but No, I know you're not. And but I just thought it was important to say that, you know, we can't we can't control how people are going to act. But right. also like maybe people would feel better about themselves, generally speaking, if we were just all more conscientious mm -hmm. about making outward expressions of kindness when people affect us in a positive way. Yeah. Like maybe we'd all just feel better about the society we live in and therefore ourselves yeah. and our place in that society, yeah. you yeah. know? So you were saying that after we put the podcast out, last mm. week that Wednesday and Thursday was kind of a deluge of messages and fresh grief for people who had who were just hearing the news and yep. and kind of yeah how what was that process like for you um in sort of it was just managing a, that coming in it was just a lot yeah you know it was the way that i felt uh reflected back at me over and over and same. over same yeah yeah mm -hmm. just kind of like it would just like you know it would just get that like half hour scab would stop bleeding and then someone would scratch it and then be bleeding again. And then yeah. it would stop bleeding and then someone would scratch it. And that's what it felt like. It felt yeah. like someone picking at a scab for two days. You know what it, else it felt like for me though is that having had sort of a head start on some of these folks uh, with, pro with finding out and processing this news, mm -hmm. I felt uh, in some ways grateful for the opportunity to sort of be the person who's a few more days down the path mm -hmm. And being able to offer a listening ear and a comforting presence, you know, like I, I yeah. think that um, it was helpful. It was it was helpful for me in those first few days to talk to folks who've had an experience like this before, mm -hmm. and I I felt gratitude for the ability to sort of like just be a couple of days down the road <laughs> in that process and be able to be that person for folks who were just freshly experiencing the wound, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did too. Although it was also emotionally taxing at the same time, you know, like it was yeah. a, a lot to handle. It was yeah. good, but it was really draining. I ended all of those days in there just feeling wrung out, you yeah, know? Yeah. And then on Friday we had our Misfit Stars monthly meetup, which was exquisitely well-timed. I'll say that, Yeah. you know, uh, it's just when it was naturally scheduled to happen, but it couldn't have come at a better time for all of us to be able to process this event together. It was a really, really intense Zoom meetup. Yeah. Not in a negative way, yeah. in a very, very positive way, but I just felt hung over from that 
on Saturday, yeah. like completely emotionally hungover, like could barely yeah. talk to people. I know. You know, and I know you did too. It was just a really low energy and kind of downbeat day around the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that it was the first time we'd had real time interaction with people around this. You yes. Know? Mm-hmm. And people were using the opportunity to express some of their own vulnerabilities and some of the own stuff that they've dealt with in their lives that has put them in similar mindsets yeah. at certain times. Yeah. You know, people have dealt with a lot of trauma. I mean, it's not just the people in the Misfit Stars community. I mean, the odds are good if you're anybody who's listening to this, you have dealt with trauma in your life and yeah. you're probably experiencing some form of lingering PTSD from that. Because another thing we're not amazing at at a society-wide level is getting past trauma, dealing with PTSD. Right. You know? We t- well, and, it, and it, I mean, this the, these kinds of... Uh, thoughts, you know, suicidal thoughts and mm-hmm. things like that don't necessarily come from a trauma background. Also, like there's just there's just plain old garden variety mental illness that that a lot mm-hmm. of us deal with. You know, that is mm-hmm. just like bodily illness is something that just kind of happens mm-hmm. in our brains sometimes. You know, like um, and you know it can be obviously treated <laughs> with with uh, with healthcare. You know, and and that sort of thing. And there are you know lots of um, there's medical treatment. There's also, you know, therapeutic treatment. There's like meditative treatment. There's lots of angles at which you can treat something like this, but it is a natural thing that happens. Like Mm -hmm. it is not. And I think that was one of the things that really uh, made an impact on me during our Zoom meetup is that, you know, we talk, we we hear people talking about, we need to destigmatize folks talking about mental illness, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, yeah, that's a, it's a good like it's a good ad line, but like we really do, <laughs> like mm-hmm. we really do because I need to destigmatize talking about our struggles, our, our our traumas, our mental wellness, our suicidal ideations. If we have if we mm-hmm. have them, like because I think that probably what a lot of folks experience, and I and I this was revealed to me during our or not revealed, but I I was reminded of it during our Zoom meetup, is that. Uh, I think a lot of people, when confronted with an opportunity to perhaps share what's going on in their lives on those on, in those areas, mm-hmm. feel some uh, level of embarrassment to mm-hmm. talk about it, mm-hmm. and um, like it's their fault. Like right, or 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 you know, yeah, or that there's some shame in 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 the fact of them experiencing it, and there's not. But that's that's but, for me like a totally TV driven kind of thing. Like this. What do you mean? Just. We've been habituated over the last like 60 years of the television era. Uh, Like television doesn't typically present people with faults. They present lots of shiny, perfect situations that we should aspire to, Uh you know? Yeah. And I think it really does the opposite of the thing you're saying that we should do. Like it makes it much, much harder to own up to things not being perfect in our lives or in right. ourselves or in our hearts or in our life experience. Right. And there can be shame attached to that because we think, what's wrong with me? Right. Like everything I see in media, like <laughs> all, not not like news or whatever, obviously, but everything we see in entertainment, right. generally speaking, is like all these beautiful people with exciting lives. And I understand that like you want to put aspirational stuff on TV, but the side effect of it, I think, is that when we don't feel 
good about where we're at in our lives, the dissonance can feel really incredible. And I think we can take that on personally. Yeah. And I mean, I think it goes beyond just, you know, our exposure to TV. Like it's just, I think part of how we're socialized, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of socialized to be okay. How you doing? I'm good. How about you? Good. You know, like mm-hmm. we're socialized to just be all right. And, you know, and to present with, you know, a, a an image of our lives as being put together and doing a okay. Mm. And it's, it's because, because frankly, it's vulnerable to share the other stuff. Like it, it's, it's potentially, it's opening yourself, it's opening up the softer places of yourself to mm-hmm. another person yeah. when you share the other stuff that maybe isn't going so okay. But I just, you know, I was reminded again in our Zoom meetup that like we have got to normalize talking about the stuff, this kind of stuff, you know, like we've got to normalize talking about, you know, if, 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 if I've got some, you know, if I'm in a, if I'm in a low place and I'm, and I have been in my life, I have been in a low place where I was fantasizing about what it might be like to end my life. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that maybe that's an option for me. Mm -hmm. I was never far enough down the road to like make a plan for that or to, you know, to, to want to do that seriously. It was just, it was really a, a kind of a fantasy. Yeah. Really. Escapist fantasy. Yeah. And honestly, like, I have felt a, some level of shame in sharing that. And it's certainly at the time, I would have never felt like I could share that with anybody. That yeah. would have been way too scary. But also that's, that's exactly the moment that I, that I probably did need to share that with someone. I probably did need a relationship in my life, a friendship uh, that, I, that, was, that would have been safe to share that because as, as long as that thought stays secret and just for me, the more power it has mm-hmm. in my life. And, you know, it's like, it's like the, the, the boogeyman under the bed, you know, like when, when it's nameless and it's in the dark and it's shapeless, it has so much power to create fear and sort of its own gravity around itself. But as soon as you give it a name and you turn on the light, mm-hmm. it loses its power. And I think it's a similar sort of thing. We really need to normalize the talking about the stuff that we feel like, uh, ha- is is hard to talk about for that very reason to to take away its power yeah. in our in our emotional lives and also to forge community bonds because right. every right. single person on our Zoom and this has also been my experience in situations above and beyond Friday night Zoom yeah everyone who shared something really devastating and painful about their life perhaps something that I'm under the impression some secrets were shared. Yeah. On Friday. Yeah. Maybe some long-held secrets. And inevitably, somebody else on the screen would just be like, yeah, I had something similar to me happen. Yeah. Like, we have so much more in common in terms of our trauma than I think the shame around it allows us to intuit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That was a really... I was really grateful for our community on Friday night to be able to have that conversation and to have that space to talk and... um and like you, I felt hung over the next day. And, yeah. and, and I think, you know, it was, it's really been good for me to, to internalize that message, like you said a moment ago, about just, just acknowledging the feelings as they're coming by downstream. Yeah. Okay, so today I'm feeling unmotivated, a little depressed. This was on Saturday that yeah. I was feeling this. Uh, and probably these feelings will pass. 
but here they are today, yeah. you know? Um, and that's like, and they have, they have passed. I, you know, I woke up this morning feeling, okay, I've got a plan for my day. I know what I'm doing. Part of it is recording this podcast, but you know, there, there are some things on my plate that I, that I do actually feel a new motivation to tackling. And that feels good. You know, I wasn't there a couple of days ago and, and I acknowledge that this feeling today of feeling somewhat motivated to do the stuff I've got to do also may pass. That could change. <laughs> you know, and that's also okay. But yeah. like, I think I'm really trying to live in that space of just being very open-handed with whatever emotions are coming downstream, you know, and just allowing them to be, you know. Yeah. Um, we, uh, last week, uh, well, one of our sort of like... Um, defining principles of summer 2021 has been to try to get out to explore Washington State as much as possible. Just check out the place where we live now. Yeah, because it's beautiful and perfect in the summertime. And this is the first summer that we've really had the freedom to uh, to explore here because either we've been on tour in other parts of the country or last year we were in our basement doing a Zoom tour mm-hmm. <laughs> all summer long. So this year we are, you know, we're actually getting out. And so we had, we had these sort of like mini adventures planned um, or not planned but ideas for places we wanted to go. We have and, like a punch list and we're trying to get to as many of them yeah, as we can. exactly. So we had on our list uh, to explore the Olympic, to explore Olympic National Park. And, um, you know, af- after recording last week's podcast, we're like, you know what? It's time for us to go on a mini adventure. Let's go to the Olympic Peninsula and explore the park. And so we, we decided we would stay out for a couple of days and um, and just, you know, get out among the the mountains and the trees. Mm -hmm. And I knew going into it that this was going to be a really like intentional getaway to do a couple of things. One, to to, uh, go out and and contemplate in in nature the the grief that we've been, that we were processing, you Mm -hmm. know, to really, you know, contemplate and think a lot about Scott and, and, just really go there. And also to get out in nature and to not contemplate anything and not think about Scott. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I knew that I wanted to do both of those things um, and I I know I needed to do both of those things. And it was really, um, it was really a healing good time for me. I think in particular, uh, two experiences that stand out to me um, one was from our first day, we went up to this place in Olympic National Park called Hurricane Ridge, which mm-hmm. is one of the main visitor centers in the park that you can visit. And there's some, you know, really cool accessible trails mm-hmm. around there. Like if you were a person, you know, with a wheelchair, you could absolutely go enjoy the mountain vistas just like everyone else. It mm-hmm. was really, really lovely. And so lots of kids and families and, you know, um, it was midweek, so it wasn't overrun with people. We really felt like we could stay away from other folks and, you know, do it safely and, mm-hmm. and, uh, the, pe- the things that weren't staying away from us were the little deer families. They oh, came right up to us. Came <laughs> that was amazing. Three feet away. So good. Yeah. But as part of our trip to Hurricane Ridge, we, we went up to this uh, trail sort of beyond the visitor center um, uh, to this, this trail called Hurricane Hill, mm-hmm. which I'd heard about and I'd heard it was challenging, but I didn't really know. And so we, we set out on it. It, was a, it said it was a, a 1.8 mile out and back Uh, 1.8 miles each way. Each way, yeah. Uh, But there was going to, you know, a bit of a rise in elevation. There was going to be a view at the end that would be rewarding. And 
holy moly, I didn't realize how difficult it was going to be. Um, we had to stop so many times for me to catch my breath. And it took a very long time to get up there. And each time we stopped, you're like, are you sure you want to keep going? I'm like, no, 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 just let's keep going. And we, we did, we made it to the top. And being up there, once you're up at the very peak, there's a place where you can stand and you have like a 360 degree view of the entirety of the Olympic mountain range, mm-hmm. the glaciers, the glacier up on Mount Olympus. Mm-hmm. They are amazing, beautiful, just rocky, violent-looking mountains, yeah. you know, so amazing. And this big valley between us and and sort of where those mountains kind of rise out of, out of the earth. And then you look around the other side and you see the whole Strait of Juan de Fuca, which is the strait coming in from the Pacific Ocean that feeds the Puget Sound mm-hmm. and separates this part of Washington State from Canada. We could see Canada, we could see Victoria, mm-hmm. the San Juan Islands, and just, I mean, everything just all just laid out in front of us. And it was just a moment where I was overwhelmed with the feeling of vastness mm-hmm. and and us, these two tiny little specks on this little peak yeah. in the vastness of this, of this beautiful uh, part of creation mm-hmm. and feeling so incredibly small not just in this little tiny part of creation, but just in the in, in as part of the universe as mm-hmm. a whole. You know, just oh my gosh, I'm a, I'm a speck of a speck, mm-hmm. and also I am inextricably inextricably connected to every bit of it. You know, every mm-hmm. tree and and mountain peak and that little chipmunk that was running across running along the path with us on the mm-hmm. way down the hill, and and feeling a sense of like just belonging with mm-hmm. everything. And mm-hmm. it felt really, it felt really good. It also reminded me that, that, that Scott is too, mm-hmm. a part of all of that, just like I am. Yeah. And he's changed, like, he's changed form. Yeah. But that's really about it. You know, mm-hmm. energy and matter are conserved. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, that was a really healing moment. And the next standout moment for me um, was when we were in the Ho Rainforest part of the, part of the trip where you you hike in and it's just beautiful old growth trees and ferns and moss everywhere and just you know gorgeous stuff we actually have similar trails right here in Tacoma (laughs) but it was the Ho Rainforest the feature that the Ho Rainforest has that we don't have here in Tacoma is the Ho River Mm -hmm. and there's one part of this one trail that we took that that sort of dumps you out onto the riverbank for a moment and it's just rushing by and it's glacial water coming down from the mountains you know flowing to the sea and um, just getting to like squat down and put my hands in the water for a moment was just such a great, just physical embodiment of this idea that we've been meditating on mm-hmm. of observing what feelings are coming by, observing mm-hmm. the events happening in our lives and in our friends' lives and, and allowing them to just flow through my fingertips to, to come and arrive and then go. Mm-hmm. And it was a really... Uh, and not grasp yeah. and not try to impose yourself upon it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really um, special little moment for me. And um, so, yeah, that, those are my two standout moments from that. Thanks for sharing those. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's, that's kind of where I find myself today, you know, in terms of how I'm feeling today. Like you, I'm not feeling particularly sad in this moment. Um... 
I'm feeling a bit contemplative because we're here talking, you know, mm-hmm. this is what we're here to do. So I'm feeling, you know, in that way, I have found myself feeling kind of quiet over the last couple of days. And mm-hmm. it's not, you know, I, in the, in the few days after, um, Scott died, um, I, I, my thoughts would go to him maybe like 80, 85% of the time, you know, mm-hmm. and that is, I, I have felt that, 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 that length of my days where I'm thinking about him has, has subsided some, you know, mm-hmm. that percentage has gone down. But I do feel like my body is still, even if I'm not actively thinking about this this grief, this loss, this, you know, and processing all this, even when I'm not having active thoughts about it, I, I, I can feel that my body and my brain are still sort of like in the background processing it. Yeah. And that for me, that's manifested over the last couple of days with sort of like a little heart flutter. Hmm. It's like a little bit of anxiety feeling. Like I'm not feeling not feeling anxious or having anxious thoughts, but my body is like, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like there's just something going on there, and and that is another one of those things where I'm like, okay, hands in the river. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having this little fluttery right now, and it's here now, and it's going to go away. And I realize I, I I think I know why it's there, and it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Move on to the next moment. One breath at a time, one day at a time, here we are. Yeah. So. That's it, people. I was going to ask if you had anything else you wanted to add about how you're doing. Uh, No, I think that between the two of us, we've touched upon it pretty well for now. Yeah. You know, it just, I feel really like in a liminal space. I feel very Uh, in the middle of something. I don't feel like I'm in one place or another. I feel like I'm on the way somewhere, but I'm not there yet. Yeah. Uh, You know, I just feel feel a little bit unrooted right now in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's okay. I can accept that. Also, I'm, I would be lying if I were to say that I enjoy it or <laughs> that I'm not eager for it to end. Mm-hmm. Also, I've got no idea when it will, and mm-hmm. that's also okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's not like my favorite time right now, but also it's not the worst. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I, I can accept it. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, on that, I was having a, con- a phone conversation with someone earlier, and this thought occurred to me. Uh, you know, they were trying to sort of <sighs> see the bright side, <laughs> not, and they, they were they were they were clear to acknowledge there's not like a bright side to a situation like this. That, that's not what they were. Mm-hmm. It wasn't from a callous point of view, but I think that they were trying to, you know, as we as we do sometimes, those of us who. Uh, look at things or try to look at things in an, with an optimistic viewpoint, yeah. you know, like what good can come out of this, you know? And, and I understand the impulse to do that. Um, but, but out of that conversation, out of their sort of prompting about that with that thought, I was thinking about how, you know, like I, we've sort of been thrust into this period of time where we are having to contemplate like our mortality and our humanity mm-hmm. and our connection to each other and ourselves and to the universe. And, and I don't like that we've been thrust into it for this reason. Mm-mm. I don't like it at all. I, I would much rather have not been thrust into this. Yeah. You know, it's very uncomfortable in a lot of ways. And, and, and that is 100% true. And at the same time, it is also 100% true that I'm, I'm also grateful for an opportunity to be thrust into contemplation about my mortality and my humanity and my connection to myself and others and to the universe. Mm-hmm. You know, like both are true. Yeah. And yeah, so so we continue on. Just got to sit with both of those things. We do. 
Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm, you too. Yeah. yeah. And thank you, listeners, for listening. Uh, we didn't really know where this was going to go today. We were literally just put on our our prompt, how you feeling? <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. But you know, that's what we intend to do with this podcast. We intend each week to come to you with uh, with the idea that we're going to talk on microphones about the stuff that is feeling most important to us to talk about. And so that's what we're here doing. And we really appreciate you giving us your time today to listen as we do that. I hope that something in this has has been in some way resonant for you or helpful in some way, or, or maybe you have a circumstance in your life in which you can relate and, and, you know, and maybe feel a little bit less alone. Because and, you know, here. maybe you would want to share that with a community of people who's there for you. That's a great point. I know that there are a number of people listening to this podcast who are supporting members of the Misfit Stars community, but who are not active in your private social network. In our private social network. Well, it's theirs, really. Oh, yours, They're a supporting member. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the Misfit Stars social network. And if you are a supporting member of Misfit Stars, it's your your social network. It's just for you. And, you know, something I've been hearing from a sort of shocking number of people in the Misfit Stars community over the past, you know, 10 days or whatever now, uh, well, really about a week since, since a lot of the Misfit Stars learned about this, is that it has inspired them to be more intentional about connecting with this community mm-hmm. and about like searching out better things in their lives, the sorts of better things that participating in an active way in this com- community can bring. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, on, in that spirit, I really want to encourage you, if you are a misfit star, if you're a supporter of what we're doing and yeah. you have access to that group, I would really encourage you to like get in there and get active. You know, maybe you signed up for an account when we first launched it, but have sort of not checked it. Uh, If you want to just check it, it's at community.misfitstars.com. You can just go there. The best experience by far with the group, in my experience, is if you install the app on your phone. It's uh, hosted by a community called Mighty Networks. So if you just search your app store, Google App Store, you know, iPhone, whatever, for Mighty Networks, just download their app and then just, it'll prompt you what community do you want to connect with? Just type Misfit Stars and it'll find it. It'll take you to us. (laughs) And the notifications are wonderful. They're really robust and they're also really customizable. It comes out of the box, like kind of alerting you about everything. And it might be too much, but it's not an all or nothing. It's not like you have to have overwhelming notifications or no notifications. You can really, there's like eight different sliders. You can be like, yes or no for alert me to notify me about this or don't. And so you can really customize it to your level of of interaction that you want to see from it. If you only want to be notified a couple times a day, just toggle the things until you're getting that. Yeah. But what it will do is it will just keep reminding you on a daily basis on the front of your phone in a really gentle way that, oh yeah, I'm a part of this community and here it is. And maybe you'll just see a little preview of something someone shared that makes you want to just go and contribute your experience and Mm -hmm. talk about it with them. Mm -hmm. That's how we build this community, right? Right. That's how we nurture it in an ongoing day-to-day way. So if you're one of those people who is a supporting member but who's not active yet, in the Misfit Star social network, please consider becoming more active. You know, we've had a lot more activity just over the last week apropos of Scott's passing. It's not going to just be about Scott's passing. It continues, you know, we continue. Oh, and it to, already isn't. No. I mean, yeah, there's. 
life continues to happen and we're just talking yeah. about life in there. But we want your voice in it. The yeah. more voices, the more robust it is, the better it is for everyone. Well, and, and, and it is a place where you can go and be yourself with people who are there to be good to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's that's that was the, our goal in creating this space for this community is to have a place to go online where we where we can have interactions with with other people who are looking to have uh, the kind of interactions with folks that build them up and encourage them and bring good things into their lives. There's only <laughs> like, one rule in the Misfit Star social network, which is be kind. Yeah. That's literally the only rule. And it never needs enforcing because everyone in there is just on that mission, yeah. you know? Which means it's just the best place in the world because it's like watching Ted Lasso. It's like a, it's a place you can go where you know that you're just going to get kindness and good humor. And that's it. Yeah. And no one's going to be negative and no one's going to tear you down. No one's going to be a dick. Right. It's really wonderful. It is. And, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not yet a supporter of Misfit Stars, you can also join yeah. this social network when you become a supporter. And we'd love to have you. Um, just misfitstars.com slash join. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can... You'll become a Misfit Star. We'll invite you into the social network and we would love to see you there. We would love to have you. Yeah. Um, That's it for today, I guess. I think it is. Okay. We'll be back next week. Uh, I can't promise you that we're going to have some like great new topic to dive into next week. Maybe we will. We'll see how we feel. Maybe we won't. We're just going to try to be intentional and honor where we're at in this process. Yeah. So, but we will be back next week with something. (laughs) And uh, we look forward to seeing you then. Um, But until then... These are my instructions for you, my encouragement to you, and that is to take care of yourselves Mm -hmm. and be good to each other. Yeah. I love you all. We'll see you soon. See ya.